Shalom. Holy Scriptures and Israel is a ministry designed to share with the Jewish people the good news of the Lord Jesus Yeshua the Messiah and to instruct Christians on the Jewish roots of their faith. And now, teaching God's Word from a Hebrew Messianic perspective, here is Gideon Levitam. Shalom everyone, this is Brother Gideon Levitam, uh, continuing actually uh, presenting in this uh, final uh, session a conclusion of the study of Leviticus chapter 23. The Lord bless this uh, time uh, of the study of the book of uh, Vaikra, and we have arrived uh, to the final feast, uh, which was the Feast of Tabernacles, and with the Feast of Tabernacles, the seven feasts of the Lord are concluded. Shiva, Moadei Adonai. Wonderful uh, study uh, to learn uh, together. You notice how the last verse of Leviticus chapter uh, 23 conclude. And Moses declared unto the children of Israel the feasts of the Lord. In Hebrew, Vaidaber Moshe et Moadei Adonai el Benei Yisrael. And so Moses spoke these uh, words of the Lord to the children of Israel, and he gave these clear instructions uh, from the Lord concerning the feasts that God had given to Israel. Now, as I mentioned earlier, and as we clearly see it from the Word of God, this is the plan and the program of God for all humanity. The uh, uh, feasts that God had given Israel were but a, 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 a lesson, a spiritual lesson concerning the program that God had for the whole world. The first four feasts spoke about the first coming of the Messiah. The second three feasts spoke about the second coming of the Messiah. And together, they represent the coming of the Messiah at His first coming, the Lord Jesus, the Lord Yeshua, to die and to become the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of this world. And the second three feasts in the fall season speaks to us volume of the second coming of the Lord Yeshua, the Messiah, who will come to rule and to reign over this universe. What an amazing time it will be when he will reign as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Now, I just want to highlight in summary, to summarize the study that we have had together over the Feast of the Lord and so to remind you that the word Moadim in Hebrew is appointed seasons. These Moadim, Moadei Adonai, the Feast of the Lord, were given for Israel to keep in their season. Seven feasts each year to be kept by the people of Israel, which represent the appointed seasons in which God will bring about his plan 
and his program. Secondly, we realize that these feasts really speak to us and uh, predict for us the first and the coming and the second coming of the Messiah. These uh, these seven feasts shed before us some uh, of the truth concerning the redemptive work of God, His plan to redeem mankind, the way He was going to redeem mankind, how He would do so. And of course, we learn that it was on the basis of the shed blood of the Lamb of God. Thirdly, we have also recognize that it helps us as we study Leviticus chapter 23 to understand the time and the season where we are. You and I live today in the present day dispensation or economia as it is in the Greek. A period of time. We live in the era, in the time that is in between. We live in the church age, the assembly age. For the last 2,000 years, the gospel of the grace of God is reaching out to all the nations of the world. Jews and Gentiles alike come to faith in a Messiah and become part of the assembly. Their ecclesia, the called out ones, the heavenly company. So in the study of Leviticus chapter 23, we really find out where we are in the uh, uh, redemptive program of God. It's also... Leviticus chapter 23 revealed before us of the love of God, how God so loved the world that in spite of the fact that men have sinned, already fell into sin in the Garden of Eden, God made a way. He provided the Redeemer who became the Mashiach, the Messiah, the Lamb of God. And so whosoever will believe on him shall receive forgiveness of sins. That's what the Leviticus chapter 23 teaches us of the redemptive program of God and His love for humanity. To remind you, to Israel He said, I have loved you with an everlasting love. To the assembly, the ecclesia, we read the Messiah loved the assembly and gave Himself for the assembly. To the world we read, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on Him shall not perish, but have everlasting, have everlasting life. And for each of us individually, Shaul Paul said, The Son of God who loved me, loved you, and gave Himself for you, for me. That is what we learn from the 23rd chapter of the book of Leviticus. The 23rd chapter of Leviticus also teaches us in verse 22 that we live in the interval era, in a time, what we call it in Hebrew, the Hafsakah, the time between the spring and the fall season, which shows us that we live in an age that is a unique age. While Israel, our people, are still waiting for the future restoration. And while the Messiah is still rejected by Israel and by the whole world. Yet, it is a time where the Spirit of God, Ruach HaKodesh, 
through the word of God, the Tanakh and the Brit HaChadashah, the, the law and the prophets and the writings and the new covenant, we can preach, we share the message of the gospel and many turn to the Lord today from all the nations of the world. From this 22nd verse of Leviticus chapter 23, we learn of this present day age where the poor and the stranger can come and glean and find food, not only physical food, but spiritual food that will bring them into a relationship, eternal relationship with the person of the Lord Yeshua Jesus the Messiah. Studying the book of Leviticus chapter 23 help us to interpret prophecy properly. So we know what applied to Israel, what applied to the assembly, what applies to the world, to rightly divide the word of truth. It was Shaul Paul, the apostle, who said to a younger believer, Timothy, he said, study to show yourself approved to God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. If God had a plan for Israel, do you think he will not fulfill it? If God had a plan for the assembly, for the church, the ecclesia, do you think he will not fulfill it? If God has a plan for the world, do you think he will not fulfill it? Let me read to you a couple of verses that I found in the book of Psalm, Psalm 119. Listen to this very interesting verse. I'm just going to read this verse in Psalm uh, 119. The psalmist of Israel says in verse 89, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Le'olam. Le'olam. Forever. God's word is settled. Bashamayim in heaven. Why? Because it is he who has this plan. Not you and not me. It is God who has this plan. And his uh, program and plan and and his word is settled in heaven. God is faithful unto all generation. You have established the earth and it abides. God's promise will surely come to pass. Let me read you another verse a little bit earlier found in Psalm 105. It says, let me read you these verses, very, very, very interesting verses that the psalmists of Israel have given to us. Look at verse 6. In verse 6 he says, O ye seed of Abraham, his servant, ye children of Jacob, his chosen. He is the Lord our God. His judgment are in all the earth. He has remembered his covenant forever. The word which he commended to a thousand generations, which covenant he made with Abraham and his oath with Isaac or unto Isaac, and confirmed the same unto Jacob and to Yaakov, Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, for a law, and to Israel 
for an everlasting covenant, saying, Unto thee will I give the land of Canaan, the lot of your inheritance. Beloved friend, this is the, the uh, important thing to settle in our hearts as believers today, that God's promises has to come to pass. And in the 23rd chapter of the book of Leviticus, God gave clear indication to the program that we that he will come to pass in the coming days. Part of the program have already came to pass. The Messiah was uh, was uh, became the Lamb of God. He lived a perfect life. He died and he rose again. He established the assembly, the congregation, the kehilah, the, the uh, on the basis of the new covenant. And he will establish the, 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 in the second coming that which he have promised, the restoration, the physical restoration of Israel and the spiritual salvation and regeneration of Israel and the establishment of the Messianic kingdom. It's sure going to come. That's why we read that which covenant he made with Abraham and his oath unto Isaac and confirmed the same unto Jacob for law and to Israel for an everlasting covenant. Beloved friend, what a truth is there to grasp, to grasp and to get a hold of, because it helps us to appreciate the truth of the word of God. But what about the assembly, the church, the heavenly company? Will God fulfill his promises to the assembly, to the heavenly company, to the church? Well, look what we read. In Matthew chapter 16, in the Brit HaKadashah, in the New Covenant, when Yeshua, Jesus, came into the coast of Caesarea, Philippi, this is in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 13, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that you are Yohanan, John, the baptizer. Some say that you are Eliyahu, Elijah, and others say that you are Yirmiyahu, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets, Echad Mehanevi'im. He says unto them, but whom do you say that I am? And notice what Shimon, Simon Peter said, he answered and he said, thou art the Mashiach, Atahu HaMashiach, the son of the living God. Ben Elohim Chaim. Shimon, Simon Peter, gave the Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, the answer that came from heaven. The true answer. You are the Messiah. You are the Christ, the Christos, the Mashiach, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Ben Elohim Chaim. But notice what Yeshua said, what the Lord Jesus said. The Lord Jesus said to him, Simon Peter, he said to him, he said to him, Jesus said unto him, Blessed are thou, Simon Bar-Yonah, Shimon Ben-Yonah, Bar-Yonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock, what was this rock? This rock was Peter's confession. What was Peter's confession? You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. So upon Peter's confession, 
upon Peter's statement, upon the truth that Peter presented and uttered by divine inspiration, you are the Messiah, Yeshua Jesus, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Upon this rock I will build my assembly. The word there is ecclesia, called out one, the church, the assembly, the kehilah in Hebrew, the called out one. I will build the assembly and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. You see, my friend, God's promises to Israel will surely come to pass. God's promises to the assembly will surely come to pass. God's promises to the world will surely come to pass of a coming kingdom. But it will come to pass not because even because we think so or we even accept it, but it's going to come to pass because God says it. And his word is settled in the heaven. God said it and it will come to pass because of who God is. And we can rest assured that God will accomplish all what he said. And so in conclusion, Leviticus chapter 23, the study of the seven feasts of the Lord, Shivat Mo'adei Adonai, it's a wonderful study. And the conclusion is that God has a program and a plan. And you and I must recognize this plan and seek to learn from this plan and bring our hearts into that program accepting God's plan because God is sovereign. He is from above. We are from beneath. He is God. We are merely men. He is the creator. We are his creatures. He is holy. And we are by nature sinful. And how good to know that we live today in between the first and the second coming of Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah, in the assembly age, in the ecclesia age, in the church age, in the age of the Kehilah. A heavenly company is being built today. Will you consider to open your heart and allow the Lord to draw you to himself? Will you? Turn to the Lord on the basis of, this, of the word of God and acknowledge that God is sovereign. If you will turn your hearts to him today, you will realize how much he loves you. And the price that he was willing to pay in order to purchase people like us, sinners by nature, and to bring us into this great salvation. So this is our prayer in conclusion of the study of Leviticus chapter 23, the seven feasts of the Lord. Our desire is that many will turn their hearts to the person of the Lord Jesus, Yeshua the Messiah, and find forgiveness through his name. So may you do so, and may the Lord bless you, my friend. God bless you. Shalom, shalom. Thank you.